Welcome, food lovers. This is the Field to Fork podcast, where we get to know the people and processes that play an essential role in building a vibrant, sustainable, and inclusive local food economy. I'm your host, Keith Bacon. Field to Fork is sponsored by Charlie's Produce, delivering fresh ideas and fresh produce for over 40 years with a passion for quality products and a commitment to pushing beyond the boundaries of possibility to get good food to good people. Learn more about the ways that Charlie's Produce is cultivating fresh by visiting their website, charliesproduce.com. Field to Fork is also brought to you by Seattle Restaurant Week, a program of Seattle Good Business Network. This biannual dining promotion is a unique opportunity to support Greater Seattle's culinary community, celebrating diversity, resilience, and fantastic food with over 200 participating restaurants. In this episode of Field to Fork, we switch things up and move to the other end of the local food economy, where homegrown products serve as inspiration and key ingredients in delicious restaurant dishes found around the Puget Sound. Up in the Edmonds area, there's a local chef who's been making a name for himself with his Chino-Latino fusion cuisine at a beloved restaurant called Bar Dojo. His name is Luis Brambila, and we caught up with him just before Seattle Restaurant Week to find out more about his approach to cooking, plus the origin story behind one of Bar Dojo's most popular dishes, some personal favorites in Edmonds when it's his time to eat, and a special ingredient that you always want to have in your home-cooked chicken soup. Tell me about your background in cooking and the restaurant industry. I'm a self-taught chef. I come from a family of cooks. My uncle runs uh, restaurants here in Washington, like Brianna's Cafe in Marysville, Lena's Cafe in Shoreline. Both my mom and my grandma, really good cooks. So I think I picked up a little bit. And I've been working in, in Edmonds for half of my life. I started really young, since I was like 16 years old, you wow. know, washing dishes, prepping. I started my first uh, sous chef position at Ipulo Bistro in Edmonds. One of my uh, good friends, and now my boss, Schubert Ho, who is the owner of the Feed Me Hospitality. Mm-hmm. He's, the one, he's the one who offered the, the position. So I took it, and I'm still here. <laughs> and are you yeah. still good friends with your boss? Oh, yeah, no. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're good friends, yes. <laughs> so what brought you to Bar Dojo? I was working at Ipulo, like I say. I was a sous chef there for a couple of years. And then one day I asked him, hey, do you know anybody who's looking for a, for a sous chef? So he, he was at the time opening Bar Dojo, so he offered me the position to work for him at Bar Dojo as a sous chef. And that's how all it started. And yeah. Bar Dojo, as you mentioned, is a part of the Feed Me Hospitality and Restaurant Group. What does that mean to you as a chef? Yeah, Bar Dojo and Shubidu Catering are the oldest companies from the Feed Me Hospitality. Bar Dojo is the, the first operating restaurant that Schubert Ho and his partner, Andrew Leakey, opened together. So it means uh, a lot to me to see how much this company has grown over the years, and I just I've been growing along the way with them. That's great. It's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I read about the Cater for Kids program that Feed Me Hospitality was part of. What was Bar Dojo's role in that? We, the Cater for Kids program uh, allow us to to receive the public donations towards program to help feed all the childrens in the Edmond School District mm-hmm. and the surrounding areas. We fed several thousand kids wow. in uh, 2020 and 2021, so it was amazing. That's really cool. What's yeah. it like being part of that Edmonds community for so long? 
Yeah, I love Edmonds. I live here and work here for a long time. So it's a really magical town. Everybody's so kind and friendly. Honestly, I wouldn't want to work anywhere else. I just love this town. Yeah. Great. And there's a pretty great food scene happening up there, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, the past year, they opened up a, a lot of restaurants, the great restaurants, actually. And, and every every time I'm, I get a chance and I'm off, I like to go with my wife and just walk around Edmonds and you know, visit the different restaurants. Do you have a favorite yeah. dim sum place up there? Dim sum. There's TNT uh, in the International District here in Edmonds. Mm-hmm. I haven't been there in a while, but I want to go check it out again. There's also a new place. You know where China Harbor is? Yes. Yes. The new chef that they hire there, she's amazing. And every time I, I see her pictures and stuff, I'm like, I want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll add that to my list. Sounds good. Yeah. Do you have a, a favorite taco truck up there? Taco truck? No, not really. We like to go to Fa and Ramen. There's a couple of taco trucks here that I, that I visit, but not as much. Yeah. There's one in Burlington, outside of the parking lot, Burlington Co. Factory. Los Amigos, that's pretty good. It's also, there's another one over here in Linwood called La Terraza, mm-hmm. actually pretty good too. Uh, so your focus at Bar Dojo is described as Chino-Latino cuisine. What does that mean and what inspired you to go in this direction? I'm Latino, Mexican nationality. Previous to this job, I was cooking Italian food. So when I came to Bar Dojo, I told the owner, hey, listen, I don't have the experience in Asian cuisine. He said, no problem, you'll get it. You'll get it soon. So at first, you know, I was just struggling a little bit to incorporate some flavors together as our concept was the Asian fusion. We didn't really get the response that we wanted at the beginning from the customers. They were saying, oh, this is not authentic, mm-hmm. but we didn't want it to be authentic. We wanted it to be Asian fusion. Mm-hmm. So over the years, you know, I started incorporating my own twist, the Latino with the Asian, and I think I, I got a really good response from all the customers. What was one of the first dishes that you felt like was the breakthrough, like, oh, okay, this is what I, this is how it's going to work, and this is me, and, and it was more authentically you? This is a, it's a funny story. I come up with a dish. One day I was in the kitchen, I was super hungry, and I didn't know what to eat, so I just put some rice in a bowl, threw some ingredients together, and I call it avocado rice. Uh-huh. So I tried it, it was really good, and I give it to the owner, he said, this is a little too Mexican, he said. So I was like, oh, let's try it out. Let's try it out. So right now, it's one of the best-seller dishes in the menu. Oh, really? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of the number one uh, dishes in their menu. Like everybody goes to Bar Dojo, they know avocado rice. Get the avocado <laughs> rice. Yeah, the avocado rice. It kind of tastes like a little bit of guacamole with some rice. So it's a mix of the Mexican and the Asian. It's really good. That sounds good. I'm always doing that kind of thing with leftovers at home and thinking, I never really think about it like, oh, this would be great on a menu somewhere. I'm always afraid to share my food with people because I think it's so weird. But that's awesome. You just did it and it turned out to be a huge hit. Yeah, exactly. How do you come up with most of the other dishes on your menu when it's beyond avocado rice? Are you experimenting a lot or consulting recipes or things? Always, always inventing, reinventing myself. Kind of see if I can fusion the Asian with the Hispanic flavors to see if it works. First, I'm always trying to like try it out first, see if it goes well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, eventually they come up really good dishes. And you know, that's how all my menu basically is basically all you know, fusion mm-hmm. recipes and all things know. that you've just figured out by trying things yeah. out. That's 
exactly. How did your partnership with Charlie's Produce come about and why do you work with them? Well, I've been working with Charlie's Produce for 14 years plus. There, I love their customer service there. My, my reps, Matt Williams, Kevin Flynn, they're always on top of everything. When I need something, they're, they're great. Every, everybody from customer service to my reps, you know, the product, product that I get is really good. So I love working with Charlie's Produce. What are some yeah. of your favorite local farms or other food producers? Farm Box, for instance, is one of my favorite microgreens. I, I use those in a lot of my dishes, and I like the, I like the quality. So they have really high standards for the microgreens. A couple more vendors, farmers like Kiska Farms and Pasco. We use our potatoes. The Carpinito Brothers in Kent use their kabachi squash. We have a squash tempura dish that goes with our red curry noodles. And we've been using the, the kabachi squash for a long time, and it's really good. Uh, there's also the Valley Pride in Burlington for the broccoli. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's a lot of local farmers here in Washington that, that have great product. And how do locally sourced ingredients inspire or define your cooking? Working with fresh produce, meat, seafood is always, that's the way to go. I don't think I would do it any other way. Just the, the food tastes so much better. Just So I think working with good quality ingredients, that's, that's how it inspire me and define my cooking. Mm-hmm. Why do you think a local food economy is important? Why is that important to you as a chef? And why do you think it's important in general? I mean, supporting local businesses help the local economy to grow and develop. Plus, uh, you keep the farmers' produces and working on creating delicious produce for the restaurants in, uh, across the state. So I, I think it's important to, to work with them so that way we can get great product. So when you're not at work, do you like to cook at home or does someone else step in and do the cooking for you in your family? Most mornings I'm here. I have a three-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. so I cook for her lunch for me and her, but my wife is the one that does all the cooking. Uh, every time she comes home from work, she asks me, do you pull anything out of the freezer for me? <laughs> of course I did, because <laughs> I, I love her cooking. So yeah, she cooks really good Mexican food, you name it, tacos, birrias, caldos, enchiladas, all, all that kind of stuff that you can think of. Mm-hmm. She's a great cook. Yeah, her mom taught her good. <laughs> awesome. What's one of your daughter's favorite things that you make for her? For her, uh, oh, they love chicken chicken soup. Mm-hmm. They love that one. Also, tacos dorados. She loves that. Have you ever had tacos dorados? I don't think I have. What's that all about? It's a it's like a crispy taco, mm-hmm. and my wife does it with potatoes inside and chicken, and and they're really good. My my kids love it. Oh, my my three year old eats about six of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, wow, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, they are good. Yeah. Do you have yeah. any uh, secret ingredients in your chicken soup? No, not really. Just just put some love in there and be patient. Yeah. Not, not really a secret ingredient. Yeah. yeah. Love is an, is a key yeah. ingredient in cooking. Exactly, it. right? Seattle Restaurant Week is back. And why do you participate at Bar Dojo in Seattle Restaurant Week? And what do you hope customers will get out of the experience? Seattle Restaurant Week is a, it's a great way to promote the, the local economy and grab some amazing deals from great places. You can go around with three courses for $35, right? That, that's a great price for an appetizer, an entree, and dessert. So yeah, I'm just encouraging people to go out and support your favorite restaurants, maybe try some new ones that you want to try. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good chance for that. 
Yeah. And also, I, I love the way that Seattle Restaurant Week um, has expanded to even beyond the three-course thing to bring more people to the table, more restaurants to the table, more people coming to those places to try different things. It doesn't have to be like that standard thing, but it is definitely a great way to try out a, a whole meal. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you mentioned Farmbox Greens. The first episode of Field to Fork podcast is about Farmbox Greens and talking to them about their fascinating process of growing microgreens. And you cook with them a lot and you will be featuring them on some of your Restaurant Week dishes. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. I'm going to be featuring uh, the braised short rib, which is a staple dish here at Bar Dojo. I'm going to switch it up a little bit and I'll make it a little different than the one that we normally have in the menu with the classic, but with the spin. But I'm going to be using microgreens with that one. Also, there's a new dish that I'm going to come up. It's a salmon kasasuki, which is going to, those microgreens are going to help me like present it and make it look better. What is a salmon kasasuki? Salmon kazasuki is is a salmon marinated with miso, kasu paste, a really good dish from Japan. Initially, we started doing the black cod kazasuki in our menu, and one day I was like, why, why didn't I try salmon? Salmon is local, it's more sustainable around here in this area, and I put it in the menu, and I got a great response. Mm. Yeah. Did you experiment with different farm box greens to go with these dishes? Yeah. There's the, the Intensity Micro Mix. That's the one I would like to use. But there's all the products are really good. Micro cilantro that I use in my in my ahi poke tacos, one of the most popular dishes in the menu. Uh, micro cilantro is like really good quality all the time. Other than that, I try several other things like micro carrots, micro mint. But uh, my favorites are the micro cilantro and the Intensity Mix. So these, the dishes that you'll be serving at Restaurant Week, some are greatest hits revisited and others are brand new. What went into making these decisions about what to feature in Restaurant Week? One of the decisions is since we get super busy with Restaurant Week, I'm always trying all about helping my guys in the kitchen as well with the food to come out faster and to be good quality. I just want to give it a little spin on the items that I already have in the menu, mm -hmm. but with the new, newer twist, just change it up a little bit, make them look better and for this program that we're doing the with Share Restaurant Week. And it's certainly a busy time for restaurants. Is it stressful for you and your team during Restaurant Week or is are you? No, not really. No, we, we love it. Obviously, the sales are not like super huge because of the deal that we have, mm -hmm. but we like doing this kind of thing because it gets us a promotion. We have new customers that come in and to try a restaurant and they become favorites. Yeah. Regular. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you notice like regulars and new people during this time or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mostly new people that come in uh, during restaurant week, people from Seattle, from other places that come and try a restaurant. Yeah, no, I know. I heard from my servers all the time. Like, oh, there's a couple here that they said never been here before, but they said they'll be back. Sounds like awesome. That's what I like to hear. That's all you want to hear, right? <laughs> exactly. It has been a challenging time for restaurants. What has kept you cooking throughout all of this? Yeah, definitely a, ch a challenging time with the whole COVID thing. But we've been adapting ourselves. With the first wave, it was crazy because we had to, you know, let go 80% of the staff. And it was just me mm. and my, a couple of my sous chefs. 
But we reinvented ourselves. We come up with a to-go friendly menu, and it seems to work out very good for us. Mm-hmm. And now that everything's opening back up, I'm excited to start creating new recipes and so people can enjoy them again. How often do you revisit your menu and decide, like, I'm, I'm going to do a refresh or I've got something new? We do a fresh sheet every weekend. We uh, try to change it up, a couple of new specials every weekend. We have a set menu that doesn't normally change too much. And I try changing it seasonal, but uh, every time I try to take something out of the menu, I get, I get people just get... They get mad. And I'm like, why are you take out the after menu? Yeah, I, I was just talking to the general manager the other day. I was like, I don't know what to take off the menu anymore. People just get so mad. So I think that's the way, that's why I'm doing the fresh sheet. So that, that way I can just bring new, fresh specials to the table every weekend yeah. without compromising the, the regular menu. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, exactly. And you've been cooking for so long. Have you ever imagined doing anything else or are you doing exactly what you want to be doing? This is what I want to be doing right now. I think I feel really comfortable with what I'm doing right now as a chef. Maybe in the future, work with different projects. But for now, I think I'm where I'm at. I'm great. Thanks again to Chef Luis for taking the time to share his inspiring story with us. You can and should check out his Chino Latino cooking at Bar Dojo in Edmonds, currently open every day but Monday at 4 p.m. For more information, visit bardojo.com. And for a complete guide to all the eating establishments participating in Seattle Restaurant Week, October 24th through November 6th, 2021, visit srweek.org. That's it for this episode of Field to Fork. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on and be sure to share our show with your friends. Thanks again to our sponsors, Charlie's Produce and Seattle Restaurant Week for this chance to showcase the people of our local food economy who enrich all of our lives by bringing a passion for quality food to our culinary community. Field to Fork is a Made with Bacon production, all rights reserved. Interviews have been edited for brevity and clarity. I'm Keith Bacon. Thanks for listening.